Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast, presented by SeatGeek. You'll hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and writers that cover the NFL on a daily basis. The New Orleans Saints podcast starts right now. Here's your host, Aaron Summers. Welcome into the Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm Aaron Summers. Coming up in two weeks, it is the 74th annual Reese's Senior Bowl. They're playing it Saturday, February 4th at Hancock Whitney Stadium on the campus of the University of South Alabama. That'll be in Mobile, Alabama. Leading up to that week or that game, the full week is going to be a ton of coverage from the NFL Network and ES. All three days of practice will be televised on both of those networks, and the game itself is going to be aired live on the NFL Network at 1.30 Central. What's kind of cool this year is for the first time in the Senior Bowl's history, they're actually doing it where NFL coaches and coordinators, assistant coaches from various teams are going to be the coaches for the Senior Bowl teams. They're calling it this a coach up format where coordinators and assistant coaches are placed into elevated or different roles from the ones that they currently hold with their respective teams. Head coaches, general managers from all the non-playoff teams were able to nominate assistant coaches and candidates for these roles. And Saints quarterback coach Ronald Curry was nominated as the offensive coordinator for the national team. So it's really cool, a little bit different this year. Other coaches will get opportunities to get some experience at uh, maybe what their next goal is in, in the coaching career. Saints actually have four total coaches that will be coaches for the national team this year. To break down some of how the coaching staffs were created, some of the players that we can expect, what we can expect from that entire week there at the Senior Bowl, we're going to bring in the executive director of the Reese's Senior Bowl, Jim Nagy. Jim, thank you so much for joining me on the New Orleans Saints podcast. I appreciate you taking the time out of what I'm sure is a very busy schedule leading up to the Senior Bowl. How is everything going? I hope planning is going smoothly. It's it's going. First of all, thanks for having me on. It's yeah. it's been great. Um, it's a new process for us this year. You know, with uh, without having the full coaching staff, so we had those for seventy three years, so we were kind of used to doing it one way. But uh, no, it's exciting. You know, we we announced four the the Saints coaches are going to be taking part in the game this year. So, um, but there's just there's a little more legwork to be done in terms of pulling a staff together and and everything that that, that that involves. So it's a little busier than normal, uh, but it's all good. We're excited to get all those guys here to Mobile. Yeah, as you mentioned it, Ronald Curry being named the offensive coordinator for the national team, really cool opportunity for him. Why did you want to make the shift this year where you don't go with a full staff from one of the NFL teams? That was sent down from uh, the league office, and uh, we got that word in June, and we're embracing it. I think it's, you know, for our players, I kind of think of everything through our players from our players' perspective. Um, and I, I think there's benefits to both models, you know, we, we, when you have the full staffs, you have full operation here. Um, but with our current model, with 16 teams, we have 16 non-playoff teams represented. So for the most part, those, those teams are all drafted in the top half of every round, which is good. Um, and then our players get exposure rather than just having two teams leave Mobile with a lot of really – valuable behind the scenes like intimate knowledge of the players uh we have half the league so um i do think it's a good thing for our players i know that they're excited about it talking to them and talking to their agents um so yeah it should be it's going to be a fun year i think it's going to be a good thing for our guys 
for the coaches that are there, it does seem like it gives them an opportunity to get some experience at a higher level than they're in right now. How valuable is that for a coach as well? You know, have you talked to coaches that are excited about that opportunity? Yeah, I've, I've talked to all the coaches. They're very excited. And that's the, that's the other part of it. So, you know, not, not just the senior bowl is always a great week for the players because they get the exposure and they get the connection of the 32 teams. But um, this year for our coaches, for a guy like Ronald Curry, um, you know, all three of our all three days of practice are going to be live on NFL Network and NFL Plus, the new streaming service, which the league is really we've never had that before. So that's a new thing. The, the league uh, office is excited to have NFL Plus. The network people are excited about that. And then ESPN as well. Um, so like our, our head coaches, our, our guys that are coordinators, Luke Getze, offensive coordinator of the Bears and and Patrick Graham, the D.C. of the of the Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, those guys are going to be mic'd up on ESPN for three days. So. Um, great opportunity for them. Um, not only, again, not only are players being in front of all the decision makers of the 32 teams and the 900 plus NFL people we credential here, they're going to be paying attention to these coaches too. Um, mm -hmm. and there's going to be, there's going to be staffs down here that aren't full yet. You know, there's going to, there's going to be some staffs down here that haven't put, you look around the league there, there's still a lot of head coaching openings that haven't been filled. Um, they're not going to get filled in the next 10 days. So this is this is really an open audition for some of these guys coaching in the game. It's not only coaches that attend the Senior Bowl, but you see a lot of executives, GMs, current NFL head coaches, just because of the talent level that's there and the ability to talk to some of these players, get a little more time with them, watch them in practices. Have you seen that be a benefit for some of these players to get that opportunity, have more face time with the people that are making some of the decisions? Yeah, no, no question. Uh, you know, from my background as in scouting with, with 18 years in the league before I took this job, and it's one thing to go through a school all fall and, and, and connect at all these colleges. You go in Alabama and you, you you talk to the position coach, the coordinators, the trainer, the strength the strength coach, the, you know, the people in the cafeteria, you know, the equipment guy, whoever it might. But this is the opportunity where you hear their story. You hear the player's story from them for the first time in Mobile. And it's really a great setting. I always, when I was scouting, like this was always the best part of the draft process for me because I felt like you got to really know the player um, for himself because by the time they get to the combine and pro day, they've been coached up a little bit by their agents. Um, <laughs> I, I felt like you got the real guy here a little more mobile. So no, it's, it's valuable. And, and over the last couple of years, we've had 106 players drafted each of the last two years. It's, it's kind of weird that we fell on the same number, but I mean, that's over 40% of the last two entire draft classes. So you know, and like last year, 45 of the top 100 players here in Mobile and, and the Saints took a couple of them, Trevor Penning and. and uh, yeah, we took Alante you know, Taylor in Alante oh. in the in a, yeah, Alante in the second round. And um, so, yeah, it's just great interaction. It's great for our players. And and this is I know this is where the league feels like they, they really start learning the player for himself. How do you select players? What goes into that process of the invitations, them accepting it? Yeah, it's it's a process. We you know, we'll start here a couple weeks after the game. We'll 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 get out of here for a week or two and recharge the batteries and, and really get jumping on 2024. Wow. Uh, we've built out we've 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 done our best to build out a real football operation here uh, without having an NFL budget, right? Like we're not a billion dollar uh organization. So, you know, we've had to be creative with it, but every year I build a new staff. Um we get a this year we had nine former NFL uh, scouts on our staff over 170 years of NFL experience so we don't have the resources to be in a school every single day but we are at games every Saturday we were at double digit games every weekend this fall through the middle of November 
Um, we're watching tape all week. Those guys are filing reports. So we've built this just like an NFL personnel department. Again, when, when I got here five years ago, that was really important to really legitimize the football part of what we do, um, because I certainly could have just called around to friends around the NFL and, and tried to pull information from them and put together a roster that way. But it was important to me personally, it was important that we weren't just taking and taking and taking and that there was more give and take and it was it was more interactive. So when we do like the goal is to bring the players the league wants to see. So we obviously do our own work, but there's no ego in it. You can ask Jeff, Jeff Ireland and I speak a lot throughout the fall um, and comparing notes and comparing grades. And and the end goal is to bring the players the league wants to see to Mobile. These rosters are for them. They're not for us. So as much as, you know, I believe in our process and I'm proud of our process, um, you know, it's about also involving the NFL and using our relationships, which not only I have, but all our scouts have as well. Um, so it is, it's a year long effort and there's a lot of people involved and, and uh, our scouting staff did a great job this year. They deserve a ton of credit. Who are some of the, the top prospects that we should be keeping an eye, and eye out or people that you think might be making some noise in Mobile? Sure. I, I, you could probably go position by position at the top of the board. And, and, you know, I think Kenny McIntosh is a guy from Georgia. I'm actually a running back. I'm really excited about the entire running back group this yeah. year. Uh, you know, Kenny McIntosh, Chase Brown, right in your back, back, backyard there. Tajay Spears from Tulane is a guy we're really excited about to get him. Luke Musgrave might be the number one tight end off the board from Oregon State. Um, and as yeah, as you work across, I'm going to cheat on you. I'm going to, I'm going to look up at the top of the board, but you know, you got offensive linemen, like, cause the board's right behind the, right behind Big my board. phone right now. <laughs> but, uh, but like Dewan Jones from Ohio state, Cody Mauck from North, from North Dakota state on the offensive line, uh, a guy like Osiris Torrance used to be in your backyard at, at Louisiana Lafayette. He went, he, he portaled to Florida this year. He's one of the top interior offensive linemen. So uh, we could go on and on. I mean, there's, there's great players at every position like the, like there is every year. And um, it's going to be, it's, it's, it's always exciting to see who rises, you know, like what guys rise, what small school guys rise up like a Trevor Penning um, take advantage of the big stage when, you know, for a lot of these small school guys, they, this is the one time where they get to shine against uh, big 10 and sec guys. Yeah. You mentioned Spears from yes, right back here in Tulane. What a run that they went on this year, winning the cotton bowl. When did you yeah. start, you know, keying in on him because his last eight games, he rushed for over a hundred yards. So he really finished the season strong. He did. He did. That was an incredible run. Um, Willie Fritz did an unbelievable job. I mean, that turnaround they had, I mean, what a cool season. It was so we, in our staff, I think uh, as a staff, we were at four or five, two lane games. So we were keeping a, a close eye on Tajay and also Doreen Williams, their linebackers is in our game as well. Um, you know, but, but Tajay's a junior. So, um, you know, that was a big focus when we got here five years ago was, uh, the league office created a thing, you know, probably 10 years ago now, maybe where juniors can play in the senior bowl if they have their diploma. So then it's a process of identifying those guys. And, and we do that through the summer and the spring. Um, and we get a lot of help there. It's the academic people at schools, it's agents, you know, these agents are talking to these players as well over the summer. Um, it's coaches at the college level. So, um, you know, Tajay was a guy that I think in like August, someone, I think it was Wes Fritz um, on the Tulane staff, let us know that, Hey, Tajay, it looks like he's on track to graduate. So, you know, we kind of earmark those guys. We've got to reserve a roster spot. And that doesn't mean they, they might go back to school, 
Um, but we can invite 120 seniors and then have a junior declare that we like and not have a roster spot. So it's a little bit of that roster management part. But um, so we've had our eyes on Tajay all year. And, and like you said, he ended the year incredible. And, and what a game in that Cotton Bowl against USC. He was he was ridiculous in that game. Yeah, it was fun for everybody around here to kind of ride along with that. A lot of yeah. hype around that program. You mentioned a couple of the Saints players that they've taken. The Saints have been a team that have taken a lot of players that they've seen at the Senior Bowl over the years. And it's not just this past season with somebody like Trevor Penning, but they'll find somebody that maybe isn't on the top board of a lot of people is Zach Bond with somebody like that, Adam Troutman, players that were at the senior bowl that the saints liked. What is it about, you know, the way that the saints approach the senior bowl that may gives them, you know, that look at them that they're like, okay, these are guys that we definitely want. Yeah. I just look in the first round with like Peyton Turner from Houston and, and Marcus Davenport they've done, but I'll say this, um, you know, Jeff Ireland, um, and Mickey Loomis, and their staff and what they've built there in the football operation, you look back on their drafts. I mean, who's drafted better than the Saints over the last five, six, seven years? Um, and, and, you know, I take uh, I'm very grateful to, to that group of guys that they do take the Senior Bowl so seriously. And and again, you get a look from my perspective. I see how some teams approach our week and how other teams choose to. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to do this um, when you're in personnel and and those guys come here in mass, they bring the coaches and um, they roll up their sleeves and the, the interview process. I mean, those guys, they have a plan. I mean, Jeff has a coordinated plan every year for the scouts. Uh, I know they incorporate their coaches a bunch in the interviews. And again, when you think about it in the big term and you're making these multi-million dollar decisions, especially in the, in the, at the top of the draft, mm-hmm. um, it's really a short process. I mean, you really have from January to April to get to know a player um, cause again, you've been in the schools and you've talked to people, but you really get to know the person in a short amount of time. And, and in mobile, it is more laid back than the combine, you know, it's, it's a little more relaxed setting. So like I said, you, I feel like you really get to know the person and, and, and I think the saints believe in that. I think they believe in spending time here and getting to know these guys, um, and setting a good groundwork for the rest of the spring. And I know they keep doing their work and they go to Indy and they go to pro days and they'll have their 30 visits, but I think this is where it starts for them. And uh, they do an awesome job. Yeah, a good initial impression for sure. I was looking at some clips. Uh, Obviously, we've seen a lot of victory baths at the end of games. Are we going to get another Reese's bath for the, the winning coach? Uh, yeah, we, uh, we stole that. I'll be out. We stole that from the cheese at bowl. You know, they, they, I saw that a few years ago and they doused the, the coach and cheese it. So I'm mm-hmm. like, why don't we do that with some Reese's cups? So we did that a few years ago with Brian Flores, the Miami Dolphins coach when he came down and, and it, and it, it got a lot of good traction on social media. So we're always trying to be creative to promote the game. And, um, maybe we'll do it with those little gold foil, the little cups, oh, yeah. the mini cups this year. So it will be kind of a gold bath. I don't know. Um, but we'll, 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 we'll have something, we'll have something up our sleeve for game day. It's a, it's a lot cleaner than the Mayo bowl <laughs> and a yes. lot more uh, sanitary uh, and you can still, I saw players like grabbing them and, and taking them from, from the bath. So, and I think everybody's <laughs> happy. It's like a pinata when you get the candy. Um, I'll say this, I'll say this for Reese's. They're an awesome sponsor, but they bring so much product down here that there is, there is no shortage of, of Reese's peanut butter cups during the week. So um, yeah, our, I think our guys leave with a lot of product when they leave Mobile as well. 
That's good to know because I will be there. So I'll be on the awesome. lookout for, for Reese's for sure. I appreciate the time and we'll see you soon. Awesome. We'll see you here. Uh, see you shortly. Thanks for coming. Appreciate Jim for joining us on the podcast. We are going to have complete coverage from the Senior Bowl. I'll be there. We're going to talk to Saints General Manager Mickey Loomis, head coach Dennis Allen, hopefully catch up with the offensive coordinator for the national team, Ronald Curry, and then some of the players that are from LSU, Tulane that are there, and some of the key prospects that we're looking at. It's going to be a fun week coming up in the week, uh, first week of February leading up to that game. Make sure you stay tuned to NewOrleansSaints.com for all of the coverage there. We'll have another episode of the Saints podcast next week. So I'll talk to you then. Have a great rest of the week and weekend. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on NewOrleansSaints.com, the Saints mobile app, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek.